Welcome to the Thriving Forward podcast. Now to introduce your hosts. Hi, I'm Megan Laspinera. I'm the founder and executive director of Kids Thrive 585 Inc. and a pediatrician in Rochester, New York. And I'm Sarah Collins McGowan. I'm also a pediatrician here in Rochester, and I teach community health and advocacy to pediatric residents. In each episode, we will speak with people involved in good works and projects in the greater Rochester area. We hope that by introducing you to these inspirational people and their stories, you will be motivated to learn more about these amazing organizations in our region and the fabulous people who keep them working. Hi, it's Megan. And this week on the Thriving Forward podcast, we'll be speaking with members of the Rochester Regional Breastfeeding Coalition. Today, we have Julie O'Hare, who's been a registered nurse with 37 years experience working in maternal child health in hospital and urban suburban community settings in Rochester, New York, Morristown, New Jersey, and Toronto, Canada. She has been a nurse home visitor with Nurse Family Partnership in Monroe County for the last six years and is co-president of the Rochester Regional Coalition, uh, Breastfeeding Coalition with Kate Linus for the past year. She breastfed her three now adult children for a year each and loves practicing yoga or practicing and teaching yoga and meditation. Uh, Kate Linus, who is her co-president, has been a registered nurse for over 10 years, and she started her work in labor and delivery. Uh, she's also worked uh, as a nurse home visitor for the Nurse Family Partnership for at least five years and is currently working in the county uh, to help educate people who are in isolation due to a COVID-19 diagnosis, and she breastfed her two children. I'd like to welcome you both to the podcast. Thank you. All right. So Thank you. Uh, we usually start with an icebreaker. So we like to ask people about something that they're into lately. It could be anything. So Kate, I'm going to put you on the spot and start with you. What is something that you've been really into lately? Oh, I have been doing a lot of reading, um, trying to broaden my horizons in different areas, both professionally and personally, and just really looking, taking the time that coronavirus has uh, given us and trying to reprioritize and um, look at things through a new lens, given the current circumstances. Sure. That's great. Any books that have, are really standing out to you right now? Um, I've been doing some anti-racist reading and I've also just been really looking a lot in the work that I've been doing with coronavirus um, regarding the research that's ever changing with that. Um, and of course, always interested in how that is affecting um, moms that are pregnant and breastfeeding and uh, that have kids. Yes. And then Julie, what is something that you have been into lately? So I've been practicing yoga and meditation more than I normally do. I recently finished a meditation teacher training course, and I'm very grateful that I had that um, opportunity at this time. It was good timing. Sure. A little different because it was Zoom, but (laughs) that's okay. Uh, So what can you guys tell us about the Rochester Regional Breastfeeding Coalition? So the Rochester Regional Breastfeeding Coalition has been around for decades. In its previous form, it was the Rochester Regional Breastfeeding Network. No, it was a, oh my word, I'm going to get it backwards. Um, It was RRBN and um, was revitalized as Rochester Regional Breastfeeding Coalition um, 
around 2014 uh, with a changing the changing the mission a little bit to include more uh, community members and not just providers. Um, and there's been a, a core group of people and a great group of uh, people that support breastfeeding in the community that have helped with that transition and um, to bring RRBC into the its current form. Great. And so what is it that the RRBC does to support breastfeeding? So our mission really is to support breastfeeding families in our community through a variety of ways, information sharing, um, offering educational events this past March, right before things changed with the coronavirus, we had, uh, ooh, sorry, I've just gone there. Oh dear. Sorry. Let me come back. Sorry, shadow. Yeah, a little. Can, can you still cat? hear me? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, this is yeah. social distancing at its finest. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Uh, there we go. Uh, so we recently had a day long opportunity for people to listen to two well known experts in the breastfeeding world talk about current topics to meet Dr. Ruth Lawrence, who was uh, really instrumental in incorporating breastfeeding into medical education and really making it a lot more um, of a studied value topic uh, for all healthcare professionals. And then re the other sort of interest that we have is um, giving suggestions to people in the community who want to try and make breastfeeding easier uh, and more acceptable. For example, a couple of years ago, we had uh, breastfeeding welcome here. Uh, stickers made. We went to different local communities and invited them to hear what we had to say about legislation supporting breastfeeding and then proudly display their breastfeeding welcome sticker here. Um, a lot of people know that we have legislation supporting breastfeeding, but they might not be sure how to really make that happen. So we can do that. We have had requests from people who are prior to COVID uh, doing community events, and they've reached out to us about how they can make it more breastfeeding friendly. We have a usually tent or presence at the Lilac Festival, a rock and rest tent where moms and families can come and breastfeed their children and maybe talk to people about other supports, you know, peer counselors from WIC, that kind of thing. Did I leave anything out, Kate? No, I think you, you know, you covered most of it. Um, our exact mission statement is to improve the health of the greater Rochester region by prom promoting breastfeeding as the optimal feeding choice for infants through education, advocacy, collaboration, and increasing access to support. Um, and that's done by making sure that those things are available to 
healthcare professionals, to women, and to members of the community um, in all of those respects regarding breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. So I know that there are uh, breastfeeding cafes usually that can help uh, moms sort of build community around breastfeeding. Kate, can you speak to that at all? I know I, they're going, they're remote right now. Yes. Yep. So um, they are in collaboration with um, the different hospital systems in the area with WIC um, and are open to the community and to the public, um, anyone that is breastfeeding. They're currently Zoom-based. There is a calendar on our website, which is rochesterregionalbreastfeedingcoalition.com that has all of the times and the ways that you can access those. Uh, They're a great support to anyone that is pregnant and thinking about breastfeeding, anyone that's currently breastfeeding. Um, they have a, uh, a lactation support staff available um, to answer questions and to facilitate. And also to their, the staff that do staff them are phenomenal resources regarding the other resources in the community as well. Uh, and then can either one of you speak to the different um, certifications that exist around breastfeeding that, you know, what is the IBCLC sort of, what does it take to get to do the work that you're doing in the community to support breastfeeding? So I could start out, maybe then Kate could jump in. So we know that uh, there is informal support. There are um, groups such as the Leche League, moms who have experienced breastfeeding, um, you know, neighbors in your community, family members. And oftentimes they really have a lot of valuable information to share. They might be people that you haven't met before. They might be people that you do know, but that lived experience is often really, really helpful. Then, you know, you can have other informal um, groups where you maybe drop in like the baby cafes, but then that level of support is a little higher. And through WIC, we know we have peer counselors, so staff at WIC who have experienced breastfeeding, and they can encourage you, talk about their experience. Um, And that is no charge to women who are receiving WIC. Um, And then there's a certified lactation counselor. So a CLC, um, I happen to have that certification. You take a course, usually I think it's a full five days um, of education in a classroom. Now it's probably on Zoom. And after that, you write an exam where you answer questions not only about some of the theory, but also practical information. You have to look at slides and and answer. Um, And that's something where you must recertify. I think it's every three years you have to demonstrate that you've had 18 hours of continuing education credits to maintain your knowledge of breastfeeding um, so that when you are helping women, um, you're coming from a place of current knowledge. And a lot of the time, I, I, I think that can be enough. 
But then you would move on to somebody like Kate, who's an IBCLC. And she, if, if you're okay with that, she can speak to that. Thank you, Julie. Yes. So there's many different levels in the community that offer support and they're all integral and and incredibly important um, in providing support to the the breastfeeding dyads in in the area. Um, IBCLCs are International Board Certified Lactation Consultants, and they have to have some base health science courses as well as um, more than 90, about 90 hours worth of lactation specific education as well as then also between 300 and 1,000 hours worth of clinical experience before being able to sit for a written exam, um, which after passing that gives you that certification, which is recertified every five years. Um, and the scopes are different for each of the different uh different levels of support. They're also a little bit different depending on what other certifications that individual holds. Um, you know, an RN CLC has a slightly different scope than someone that is a CLC that is not an RN. Um, so it's, there's a, a really good flow throughout the community of support where individuals that have different levels of certifications support moms. And then when they're saying, okay, this is now going to be something that's going to be outside of my scope. These are the resources for care that you need um, based off of what, what's happening now. If someone is interested in exploring, getting some of those certifications or learning more, uh, what's a good place to go for them? So the Rochester Regional Breastfeeding Coalition website has uh, some information in this arena called what's in a name um, which has information on the different certifications that are available as well as links to the websites that provide um, some information on them so that's a a really great place to go and start to look available for you to um, pursue that perhaps even with assistance for funding that that could be a really great place to start Um, and there are scholarships available, especially if there's someone who might be underrepresented? So traditionally, um, we don't have a lot of Black or Hispanic or um, other women of color represented to the degree that we would like. And so um, sometimes you can, by connecting with people in the community who come to the coalition meetings, for example, you could learn about things like that for how um, to best pursue what you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Now, the first week in August is National Breastfeeding Week, and I understand August is breastfeeding month. So I imagine normally you guys have quite a lot of stuff going on. Um, in and around breastfeeding, uh, anything this year in uh, sort of the COVID climate that you're able to talk about to celebrate breastfeeding? Yeah, we have a virtual big latch. So that is something that traditionally has been at a local park and families who are breastfeeding pregnant women who are thinking about breastfeeding are all invited to come and at a designated agreed upon time 
they're invited to latch their babies. And so this year, that's going to be a virtual event. That's amazing. Do you guys have, normally, what are the sort of other events that you would put on during breastfeeding week and breastfeeding month? Are there other big things that annually tend to happen? That's that's the big one that is consistent. Um, there are usually smaller events as well. Um, the Leche League in Rochester almost always does something. I don't know off the top of my head if they are this year or not. Um, and I know that the baby cafes have, have worked to do something in the past as well. Again, with, with coronavirus this year, I'm not sure what that would look like. Now you guys have talked about how, um, when you became the Rochester Regional Breastfeeding Coalition, you partnered with a lot of other community organizations. Uh, can you talk about some of your community partners? Yeah, so we have people from the big health systems, Rochester Regional Health, uh, URMC Strong, um, who sit on the committee and work in a really nice collaborative way, um, promoting breastfeeding and communication within the community. We have people who sit on the committee who work um, at different places in the community, you know, with childbirth education, um, offering doula services. Um, we have people from WIC um, who come to our meetings. And we um, really appreciate that because it gives us a way of knowing what's happening in the, in the community and also what particular individual things might be happening in different places that, you know, maybe are the same or maybe they're different from things that are happening in other locations. Is there another organization in town that you feel like people need to know more about is whether it's related to breastfeeding or not. Is there a community partner, just another uh, community organization that you feel like doesn't get enough praise or, or information put out about it? Well, <laughs> I could plug nurse family partnership. That's I mean, a great plug. <laughs> we, it, it sounds like you're giving us permission to do that. So totally. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, and the disclaimer is Kate, Kate and I have both worked with Nurse Family Partnership. So we really don't have an advertising budget. We're a worldwide program, um, voluntary program for women who are expecting their first babies, going to be parenting for the first time, uh, who can enroll uh, they need to enroll prior to their 28th week of pregnancy. And they are partnered with a nurse home visitor who meets with them on a regular basis, on average every two weeks until their child turns two years old. It's um, really a partnership and I think a real vital source of support to women in the community who 
might not have someone else to talk to, someone else to bounce ideas off of, just listen. And although usually we would make visits in the home, we're really flexible. You know, we've, I've met people at their school, their job, a park. Um, occasionally I've had clients sit in my car because we didn't have any other place to go. And what's amazing, you know, throughout this COVID-19 pandemic is that compared to many other programs, we didn't have a big problem transitioning to telehealth phone calls or FaceTime. We already had that set up as an option and we've actually been really great about being faithful to how we measure success for our model. And there are many of our clients who have been very vocal about how much they appreciated having someone they can just vent to um, uh, in a safe way. So um, I don't know if Kate has anything to add. You did a wonderful job of summing that up. Um, both the both of the health systems in the area have collaborated with us as well as Monroe County WIC on um, many different uh, aspects over the years. And it's it's really great to see the community come together and uh, work to advocate and support the women uh, and children that we serve. Mm-hmm. Have you guys noticed any changes in breastfeeding rates or in people reaching out for services during the pandemic? Well, our data, crazily enough, indicates, you know, just from the last quarter, an increase in breastfeeding rates, initiation, which was a little surprising for me to hear from our program coordinator. Um, So it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward. I think... What we just like to share as a coalition is that there is help. Um, the baby cafes are available. What can be a challenge sometimes is having that Wi-Fi access or having that, um, you know, telehealth access. But there is support out there. And uh, if you really do need in-person support, if it's not enough, to talk to someone on the phone or FaceTime. Um, There are places in the community at Strong, at Rochester General, um, I know for sure where if you do really need an in-person visit, you can have that. So um, although it feels a little different, there is still a lot of support available. So... Is there anything else that you guys wanted to talk about as far as uh, focusing on what the coalition is doing or in and around uh, anything that you guys have coming up before we wrap things up? Did we miss anything important about breastfeeding in Rochester or the work that the coalition is up to right now? I, I, I would invite anyone who's interested to join us. We meet every third Thursday of the month, currently via Zoom call. Um, and we don't know when we might be able to meet in person, but 
Um, we meet from 5 until about 6.15 every Thursday. Um, it, it would be really great to have more people from the community involved, more breastfeeding moms and families. Um, we really want people to feel like it's their coalition. That's great. So uh, our last question is, I'd like you each to tell us something that you really enjoy about Rochester. Kate, why don't you start? Rochester is such a vibrant community. Um, there are so many different cultures and um, backgrounds that are represented in wonderful ways. There are so many different learning uh, institutions and there's so much art and culture and history and just being able to enjoy that and take it in and um, interact with all of it is a, it's a phenomenal place to raise a family and to um, to live. Julie, what about you? I would echo that. I think I'm not from here when we moved here in 2000 and Gosh, 2003, <laughs> one thing that struck me was the creativity. So Eastman Community Music School, the Eastman School of Music is a real gem. Um, the music scene, art scene, I, I would agree with Kate. It's great. And often there are things that are no charge or very little charge for the quality. So I would I would encourage people to as best they can make use of that. And there are some things that are still available online until, until we get to be together again in person. That's right. Uh, hopefully all of this is just temporizing measures till things are able to safely restart. Um, do you guys mind telling people where they can find you? I know you mentioned the website before, but give that another plug. And then do you have Twitter or Facebook or any of the, the social medias where people can find you? Yes. So our website is Rochester Regional Breastfeeding Coalition.com. And uh, we also do have a Facebook page uh, that's Rochester Regional Breastfeeding Coalition. Um, there's also, I think, a link on the website to the Facebook page. So those are the two, uh, two places to find us uh, in the technological world. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Thriving Forward podcast. This podcast was brought to you by Kids Thrive 585 Inc., the Huckelman Center at the University of Rochester, and Rochester Regional Health. To learn more about today's guest, head over to kidsthrive585.org and click on the podcast link. See you next time. The views, information, and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of their employers or funders.